Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam. Let me start today's episode by talking about shopping. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people out there listening to my podcast right now, they love to go and shop. We go shopping. Why? Because sometimes it's a necessity. We have to go out and buy grocery items. We have to buy clothing. We have to buy other things that we need at home for our everyday life. So we go out and shop for our necessities. And then, of course, people go out and shop because there's something new in the market that they like. Maybe it's a new perfume. It's a new uh, accessory. It's a new uh, new kind of furniture. Whatever it may be, people go out for shopping for a number of reasons. And I think if you ask people, then a lot of people might say that they enjoy shopping. Shopping is supposed to be something that's relaxing, that's a fun experience that people enjoy. But let me tell you, my friends, that the, the reality that we face right now in this country makes shopping very, very stressful. Why? Because of inflation. Inflation does not seem to be going away. A couple years ago, I was talking to somebody, um, somebody who is supposed to be an expert in financial matters, and that person told me that inflation is there for the short term, it's going to go away. It's 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 not permanent. It's it it's just here for a little bit. It's it's everything's going to be okay. And now here we are in the fall of 2023, and people are still struggling because of inflation. Inflation is eroding the value of money. It's having a tremendous impact on the financial. Um, on, on the finances of everyday Americans. Inflation is negatively impacting people's budgets. Inflation is destroying our country very slowly. It's destroying our economy. You know, I compare inflation with termites. Termites can destroy a home. Inflation is destroying our home which is our country, which is our economy. And, and so when you talk about shopping now, I think shopping has become very stressful for a lot of people. When Americans go to the grocery store and they look at the price tags and compare the prices with the prices of 2019, the prices of 2018, can you tell the difference? There's huge difference. Prices have gone up significantly because of inflation and very, very rapidly. And the prices don't seem to be coming down. And, and, and therefore, I say that shopping has become very stressful, whether you're grocery shopping, whether you're out shopping for clothes or accessories, or you're shopping for furniture, you're shopping for a new car, whatever the case may be, shopping has become very stressful. What is supposed to be 
a fun, relaxing, enjoyable experience has now become a very stressful experience. Given the budgets that people have, every family has a budget, a budget for groceries, a budget for recreation, a budget for, um, you know, uh, emergency needs. And, and so everything is being negatively impacted because of inflation. And, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say something which may sound crazy, but in some cases, I think it has now become a choice between bread and butter. Bread and butter go together, right? That, that's how we talk about bread and butter. If you want to consume bread, you're probably going to need butter. And you can't just have butter on its own. You need bread to have butter. So bread and butter complement each other. But now, given the prices in this economy, it, it seems like the best way to put it would be to say it has become a choice between bread and butter. Do you buy bread or do you buy butter? I, I, I think this example would help you understand how much people are struggling. People have to forego things. People have to take things out of their shopping cart and put it back on the shelf because they have exceeded their budget when they're out grocery shopping. People are struggling. And I am not talking about the super wealthy people, the extremely rich individuals. Um, you know, in, in any economy, in any country, there are those who are very, very wealthy and they can they can pretty much deal with inflation. But I'm talking about everyday Americans. I'm talking about middle-class Americans. I'm talking about low-income individuals and families. And they are the ones who are being severely impacted because of inflation. They are having to make difficult choices. If somebody can... Um, well, let me let me stop there for a second because there's something very important that I need to talk about first before I get to the next part. There are some basic necessities in life, right? Food, clothing, shelter. I've talked about food already. You know, clothing, um, prices in general are going up. So everything, including clothing, has become expensive. And talk about shelter. Everyone needs a safe place where they can sleep, a, a nice bed, a, a place to shower, a place to sit down and have a nice meal. Everyone needs shelter. Everyone needs a home. Sadly, in this economy, homelessness is increasing across the country. Homelessness is increasing. Why? Because cost of living has increased. And sadly, evictions are increasing. More and more people are being evicted because they cannot afford rent. And a lot of people who are looking to buy their first home, well, guess what? They go and shop for a home. They look for a, a place. A, they look for a house they want to buy. And look at the mortgage rates. Mortgage rates have gone up 
so much. It's unbelievable. Mortgage rates have skyrocketed. And so for a lot of um, first-time buyers, it's not even possible to buy a new house because they cannot afford the high mortgage rates. So it has become difficult to buy a house. It has become very, very expensive to be a renter because rent has gone up. Here in Dane County, where I live, I know that rent has gone up significantly. So people are struggling, people are suffering, and it's very challenging. This economy is very challenging for individuals who are in the middle class and for those who are low-income individuals, people who are struggling because, um, because their incomes are low. And so, my friends, what comments would you have for an economy where people cannot afford housing? And if they can afford housing, they cannot afford to put nutritious food on the table. And if they can somehow manage to put food on the table, they cannot afford to buy gasoline. Or they cannot, they cannot afford a car payment. And if they can somehow afford gasoline, then they may be cutting down on the number of miles they drive just to save money. There are many needs in a person's life and people are having to make choices. And as I said, people are having to forego goods and services because they don't have enough money. Why? Because inflation has eroded the value of money. My friends, that reminds me that the presidential election is coming up. Our country needs strong leadership. With the administration that we have right now, the, eco the economy is not doing well. And so we need new, strong, bold leadership. The presidential election is coming up. And I would like to talk about an interesting development that just took place, which I believe will have an impact in, in the race for the White House. I am talking about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. announced that he is running for the White House as an independent as an independent, not as a Democrat, not as a Republican, as an independent. He wants to be the president of the United States as an independent candidate. Now, up until this point, we know that he ran as a Democrat. But now, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. decided to run as an independent. A lot of people out there who are paying attention to the news updates, they, they have some instant reactions. Some are happy, some are not. And the question is, as an independent, is RFK Jr. going to take, uh, take votes away from the GOP nominee or from the Democratic nominee? I'm going to repeat that. Running as an independent, is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., going to take votes away from the GOP nominee or from the Democratic nominee. Now, 
So far, we don't know who the GOP nominee is. Is it going to be Donald Trump? Is it going to be Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or Tim Scott or Vivek Ramaswamy? Is it going to be Chris Christie? Is it going to be Mike Pence? Is it going to be, um, you know, there are other candidates that I'm I'm probably uh, missing the names of. There are candidates running. The question is, who is it going to be? Who is going to be the Republican nominee? We don't know that yet. The Democratic nominee will be, as far as I can tell, the incumbent president, Joe Biden. So the question is, is RFK Jr. going to take votes away from the GOP nominee or from the Democratic nominee? We have to remember one thing, my friends. An independent candidate does not necessarily take votes away from one party or another. Every candidate, we must remember this, every candidate must earn the votes from the voters. Every candidate must earn the support from the American voters. Every vote must be earned, of course. By running as an independent, RFK Jr. is providing the voters with a third option. It, it's a matter of how many choices are out there. There are two major parties, the Democratic Party, the Republican Party. And so anyone who runs as an independent, who runs as a libertarian, or who runs under some other political label, that person is then basically running outside of the two major parties. Now, there are usually other choices on the ballot other than a Republican nominee or a Democratic nominee. But why is this case of RFK Jr. being so widely discussed? Because RFK Jr. has an important profile. And given his profile, he seems to be a very prominent third-party candidate. And so naturally the question is, when people have two major choices, and it's one or the other, it's either you vote Democrat or you vote Republican, but when somebody like RFK Jr. appears on the ballot as an independent, if he appears on the ballot as an independent, what will the voter decide? Is the voter going to stick between the two um, usual choices, voting for Republican vo or voting for Democrat? Or is the voter going to look for, um, go for the third option? That's the question. As I said, third-party candidate is not a new thing. There are libertarians and other parties who put candidates for president on the ballot, but it's because of RFK Jr.'s prominent profile that this question is coming up. Now, there may be some Democrats, some Democrat voters, or I should say some voters who usually vote Democrats, but maybe some of those voters are now tired of the status quo, and, and maybe some of those voters are tired of um, the Biden administration's policies, but maybe they are also not ready to vote for Republicans. So 
some of those voters, will they end up voting for RFK Jr. instead? Now, on the other hand, there may be some Republicans, especially those who oppose vaccine mandates and people who support medical freedom, a lot of them may be tempted to vote for RFK Jr. rather than voting for their usual Republican, um, you know, voting for the Republican Party ticket. Now, if you have been paying attention, you know that RFK Jr. has been very outspoken on the issue of vaccines, and he has gained a lot of support from freedom-loving Americans, both um, liberals and conservatives. And so I, I think at this point, there's no way to tell what the impact of RFK Jr.'s decision to run as an independent would have on Republican and Democrat voters. Will a lot of Republican voters choose to vote for RFK Jr.? Will a lot of Democrat voters choose to vote for RFK Jr.? We don't know that. There is going to be speculation. There is going to be prediction. Uh, People are going to put a lot of different kinds of analysis um, in front of of the Americans. Uh, There will be pundits on TV talking about all of these things. But at the end of the day, there's no way to predict what the impact will be. I think we have to wait for the election and we have to see what the outcome is. There's a lot of uncertainty, as I said, and that is what makes the 2024 election cycle very, very interesting. Now, I want to hear your thoughts. Share with me what you think. Do you think that RFK Jr.'s decision to run for the White House as an independent um, will affect? Uh, either the uh, Republican nominee or the Democrat nominee um, in any significant way. Um, I I just want to hear your thoughts. So let me know what you think. And I'm sure there will be a lot of, um, there'll be a lot to talk about um, in the near future. And so just to remind you all, My podcast, Explore and Engage with Anam, focuses on social and political issues, both domestic and international. So I will be discussing more about the 2024 uh, 2024 election going forward. But now I will talk about a very different topic. Space exploration. I am always thrilled to learn about new discoveries in space space exploration. It it excites me and I'm always eager to read about what new things scientists have discovered out in the universe. We live in this massive universe. Uh, I don't know how big the universe is. If anyone knows, please reach out to me and share with me your thoughts. My friends, I just saw in the news that scientists have discovered a spinning black hole. This seems to be a remarkable discovery based on the reports that I have read. The supermassive black hole in question is one that resides about 55 million light years away in the center of M87 galaxy. M87 galaxy. I'm not sure how galaxies are named. what formula is used to name the different galaxies that are out there. 
But I do know that this galaxy that is being mentioned is M87, and it's um, the, the supermassive black hole that resides at the center of this M87 galaxy is one that's 55 million light years away. Can the human brain even figure out how far that is? 55 million light years away. The distance that light travels in one year is called one light year. And this is 55 million light years away. Supermassive black hole. A supermassive black hole. And scientists have discovered the spinning black hole. It spins. Amazing, amazing. 55 million light years away. Can humans travel a distance that long? So many questions, my friends, but not enough answers. Not enough answers. My friends, thank you for continuing to listen to my podcast. I truly appreciate it. Please share with me your thoughts and comments. You can visit my website, tossifanam.net. You can send me a message. You can check out my published opinions. You can check out my blog. You can also connect with me on social media. And if you are on my website, tossifanam.net, please do not forget if you have not done so already, if you have not signed up for my newsletter yet, the next time you're on my website, please do not forget to sign up for my e-newsletter. Once again, thank you for continuing to listen to my podcast. Explore and engage with Anam. And in this podcast, I talk about social and political things, both domestic and international. I hope to be back with a new episode soon. Thank you for listening.